my my wife called me today. She was driving. She's on her way back home oh. somewhere. I have no idea. And she's like, "Hey, she's that picture of me and my baby." I was like, "Yeah, it's an ugly baby." She's like, "The mom's in the car with me right now, Brian." Like, <laughs> <laughs> Insert foot in mouth. I was like, "Well, all ba- all babies are ugly to me, so whatever." Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PebCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all-around good people. It is week 46 of 2022. I'm Chris Louie, and on the day of the recording, it is election day here in the U.S., the hotly contested midterm elections here. I already voted by mail, but we won't know what happens until the next episode. With me, I have my co-host, Duke Silver, who doesn't vote for Republicans or Democrats. He always votes for the pizza party. How about this, Chris? Let's divide everyone right now. Red versus blue. You go first. Who'd you vote for? Purple. The green. The pizza party. The pizza party. Not the lemon party. (laughs) Not that one. And don't look that up, by the way. And we have Glenn Medina, who once tried to vote for Jack Bauer as a writing candidate for president. Hi, everyone. Not Jack Bauer, but Elon Musk. But since he's not a natural-born American citizen, I don't think he can ever become a candidate for president. So He has enough money. He could probably get that law changed. You can buy his way in, like he did with Twitter. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Anyone he can. Would you vote for him? Anybody? Would you guys... What do you guys do? Yes, no, maybe so. Why don't we save this for topic four? Because hint, hint, we'll have, there's a, a topic related to this. I gotcha. Cool. Sounds good. No guess this week. Combined, we have decades of information security experience and here not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got four awesome stories for you this week. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Today, we're going to open the show with some closing the loop. Skipping the opening topic, we'll dive right into topic one, where a major network vendor bricked every single networking device in Russia. Next, an Apple phishing campaign targeting stolen Apple devices. For our third story, Krebs did some proper Krebsing and tracked down the author of the raccoon stealer malware due to poor OPSEC. And we'll close our election-themed episode with who we think could be our next Ah, president. There you go. Now, I'm going off script here because we have some late breaking news that the winner of the two billion, so two billion with a B, two billion dollar Powerball lottery ticket had one winner and the ticket was sold in Southern California. So if we never hear from our friend Todd again, we we know who won the money. (laughs) I'd be pissed if we never heard from him again. Because like, rest assured, had I won, you guys would all be retiring with me. That's right. Go, yeah. baby. I think Todd. I think Todd would do the same thing. We'll hear from him once, and he'll he'll uh, make sure we're taken care of. Posting ghost. I like it. All right. Closing the loop this week. Another professional sports league has been plagued with a cheating scandal. During the 2022 American Cornhole League World Championships back in August. Baggate is taking over, and the team who lost accused the winning team of using non-regulation-sized bags. The bags are inspected, and they were indeed smaller than regulation size, which meant they're easier to get into the opponent's goal. 
In response, the winning team asked the officials to inspect the bags of the losing team, and they were also found to violate the bag size rule. Neither side was penalized, and play was allowed to continue. And for those of you wondering what cornhole is, it's that game you play at corporate picnics or at frat parties or at barbecues where you have a it's, it's a piece of wood with a hole in it, and then you just throw it to, to, to your opponent, and your goal is to get into your opponent's goal. But wait a minute. This is not like the NBA, the NFL, the uh, the you know baseball, you know, um, where you know the ball or the object is all supplied by you know the the game, right? Like so, football they always play with the you know the the normal football that ever you know that the recommended football that the, each team doesn't the provide their game. own. That's the thing. Yeah, like you're you're forgetting yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's inflation, though, right? I mean, that that was a that was an air thing. But what I'm saying is the ball, the bag size was never an issue. The ball size was never an issue at any of those sports, whether it be a basketball, football, or baseball, right? We're just talking about inflation or the the amount of air inside of it, right? But if you look at it for a cornhole, are you telling me each competitor has to provide their own bag? They don't provide regulation size bags for this. Yeah, apparently that's the case. I think it it might be something like esports where you bring your own gear because like if when I train for esports, I'm using my mouse, my keyboard. As long as the mouse and keyboards are regulation, there's no no malware, software cheating, software in it. You're allowed to use your own mouse, keyboard, controller, what have you. I think it's something like that. Like you as long as the bag meets the regulations, you can use whatever you want. I think this is going to be a change in rule number 52 of cornhole Ling, I don't know what the heck they call it. So it's under the section of BYOB. Bring your own ball, yeah, bag, something. Yeah. Bag. Speaking of which, I mean, this is a lesson learned. Always compare your ball bag to your opponent's. You mean to make sure it's yes. regulation. Always compare it. Yep. For our next closing the loop topic, the U.S. Department of Justice just sees the second largest sum of stolen cryptocurrency to the tune of three point three six billion dollars that's billion with a b again a hacker who exploited a flaw in the now defunct silk road marketplace was caught with the fifty-five thousand bitcoin which at the time was a lot of money but even in today's prices is about 3.36 billion even with the massive drop in value good job doj now don't spend it all in one place what do they do with all that money that they get Anybody? Do they lower taxes? Do we get any <laughs> benefit from that? <laughs> Maybe we should put in. Let's vote a new law. Just gets <laughs> they get cooler toys. They get like APCs. They get other things to like uh, roll up on you if you're if you're a tax evader. Now there's an APC that'll show up on your lawn with fifty SWAT guys jumping out. Yeah, they're just gonna buy a bunch of zero days and then target another nation state. Simple as that. They're gonna buy zero days. I mean, think about it. Like, if you have to buy a zero day, you need Bitcoin. At least they have, you know, some currency. Yeah, yeah. Do it. three billion worth. Uh, anonymous purchasing by the TOJ. That's awesome. Sure. Better everyone's watching that wallet, see where it goes. This wallet is I'll, buying drugs. Like, oh, they know this is an undercover sting. All you hear it, but the Deech household right now is FBI, open up. <laughs> they figured it out, Brian. <laughs> they, they found you. <laughs> yeah, they found me. All right, our last bit of closing the loop. I listened to the latest episode of a podcast <clears throat> called Bad Bets. 
It's a Wall Street Journal podcast, and they document the rise and fall of companies and people. Season one was about Enron, and season two, which is going on right now, is about Trevor Milton and the rise and fall of Nikola Motors, the electric truck company. Our buddy Igor, if you remember Igor, formerly from the private spy agency Black Cube, he makes an appearance. And he's he mentioned after working for sleazy employers like Harvey Weinstein, he went freelance, and now he helps people who are targeted by these private spy agencies. He helped the Wall Street Journal try to catch someone who was attempting to unmask one of their confidential s- sources. So go, Igor, go. No kidding. Go, hey, Igor. Isn't, yeah, good job, Igor. But what about Nikola? I thought they're not like done. I think there's a rise, fall, and maybe a potential re-rise, don't you think? Yes, there's a, a meteoric rise, a meteoric fall. They're still in existence. They're still trying to make the Nikola one, the first hydrogen-powered semi-truck, but without all the fraud and Trevor Milton at the helm. Really interesting podcast. I'll link through to it. I definitely enjoyed it. All right, we had a 50-minute episode last week, so opening topic, we are going to skip this week. So let's jump right into our first topic. I cannot tell if this is hilarious or tragic, but you know that saying that the cloud is just someone else's computer? Well, network administrators found that out the hard way last week when Cisco Meraki wireless access points managed by the Cisco cloud all went dark. U.S. networking equipment vendor Cisco allegedly disabled Wi-Fi networks managed through its Meraki service in Russia. According to multiple sources online, the company failed to give customers any warning and just renamed all the networks in Russia as 12345-sanctions. A consulting sales engineer employed, or should I say formerly employed by Cisco in Russia, said his home's network just changed to that SSID and became an open access point for anyone to access without a password. To their credit, Cisco did publish a warning back in March that it was winding down and terminating all business in Russia due to its invasion in Ukraine. However, people thought that the access points and the networking gear they purchased and licensed through Cisco would still operate. Since Meraki devices are managed through the cloud, Cisco just came down with a giant ban hammer and bricked the devices. So I'm torn awesome on this one. Yeah, like I, <laughs> like in one one side of the coin, I'm like I'm, I'm I'm hyped, right? Like we're sticking it to Russia. But if I'm if I'm hyping this up, then I have to cheer for Cisco, and I'm like, ugh, I don't want to sit, cheer for Cisco. That's that's gross. Don't be a hater, Brian. Be a hater or work congratulator, right? Yeah, that's it. Kudos to Cisco. Uh, like I said, but I, I think about it. If, if you were in Russia. And this was something that you bought legitimately, right? Not like I imagine all these companies did. And now this network or this equipment is is just offline simply because of some, you know, some, you know, like I said, the, the war that's going on over there, you know, it's, it's, it's a terrible thing. But you bought goods and services and it's, it's down right now and you're trying to, you know, hold up your network with uh, shoestrings and, and wires. So that's tough. Can you manually jump there's, into those boxes and configure like a, a secure SSID and everything? I don't think so. No, they're hundred percent cloud managed. That's yeah, that's the wow. difference. So with yeah. Meraki, even like even if the license expires, it's it's a brick. So just like if you if I buy a Ubiquity router from Newegg, it's mine. It's mine to keep. I can manage it through the cloud, but it's still mine to keep. I can log in locally, I can set it, 
Uh, it doesn't have to be managed through the cloud, but Meraki, it, it absolutely does. And that's how Cisco is able to brick everyone's device at the same time. I think that's long, long are the days of where you get perpetual licensing for, th for things. And now it's just, you know, subscription based, right? Constant subscription. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's pretty amazing. Go, so that, go corporations for finding a way to commoditize that. There are some funny comments. There's a link uh, that Cisco engineer posted it on LinkedIn. And there's some comments that said, oh, this is illegal under you know, Russia code, blah, 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 one, two, three, four, whatever. And then someone else commented, is like, oh, yeah, well, go sue Cisco then. <laughs> they, they no longer have a presence in your country. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> How much yeah, of their business to the bottom line do you think that actually impacts Cisco? Uh, I'm guessing it was enough to be just a rounding error. If, I mean, they yeah. were they were pretty quick to jump on it and, and exit the market. And I would I would say for technology, not so much because Russia has has a giant embargo against a lot of this this stuff. Anyways, they want a lot of their stuff to be in house. But uh, it's not to say it it was zero. It was definitely a non zero. But I don't think it was it was significant. Just like you know, Facebook's not big in Russia because they block Facebook. Same with Twitter and. LinkedIn and all that stuff. It'd be interesting to see what brand of manufacturer is in Russia for wireless networking. Ubiquity? Linksys. Yeah. Linksys. I mean, it's, it's Cisco, but with an S. S I S C O. It's spelled with a K. The backwards K. Huawei. That's it's all Huawei now. They're like one trading partner. They'll buy all their gear from China now. Yeah, that's funny. Interesting thing, though. You know, the cloud is someone else's computer, and your Meraki router is just somebody else's router. Even though you physically have possession of it, it's owned and operated by Cisco. So I'm surprised there's is not a way around it. Not, possession is not nine-tenths of the law. Maybe it's that one-tenth that Cisco got away with now that it's cloud-managed by them. Well, not in 2022. <laughs> Possession is is called subscription now, so you must yeah, uh, pay right. yearly to own it. All right, for our second topic, I found an interesting twist on a stolen Apple device story. A woman lost her iPad when traveling through Europe, and I put lost in quotes here. They she didn't. used the Find My iPad, and it said it was several countries away. So she gave it at least one last try and sent her phone number to the iPad, hoping someone would call her to return it, but no call ever came. Having moved on, six months later, the woman received a phishing text and the phone and a phone call purporting to come from Apple support to her phone, the number that she sent to the lost iPad, asking her to log into the iCloud account. The scam here is that the thieves that found her or stole her iPad could not reset the device to sell because it was locked with an iCloud account. They needed to fish her iCloud credentials to log into her account to release the device so it could be wiped and resold. Sneaky. That is, is any, really sneaky. <laughs> is anyone really surprised, though? No. Not, not surprised, but it's a different take on it because Apple put... It was the so-called kill switch in that if you lose your device, it's useless to anybody else because it's locked with the Apple ID. Now, there's certain ways around it. People have come up with like fake receipts, and I think an Apple Store Manager can override the reset, but they set the bar a lot higher for these stolen devices. I didn't know you can actually override that at an Apple Store. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, I think if you provide the original receipt, especially if you bought it through them and you're the original owner, I think there's a way they can do that because they said that another way to get around it is they bribe a store manager or they create a fake receipt for it. But, you, but these things are serialized, right? I mean, there's a serial number, there's a date of purchase, it's, it's digital somewhere. How could you not track that? Or is just the I, uh, hot thought that something might be legitimate because you lost a receipt and whatnot it could be i guess i mean you're just imagine yeah. the deal with the same old person like 72 days in a row they're like it is my ipad and i can't log in and they're just like <laughs> all right fine we'll just do it and like even though nothing matches so i think at some point in time yeah. probably just take advantage of it what do you think it would take to bribe an apple store manager to do that yeah how much money you mean did no, I think really probably have get that? away I mean, with like, hey, you want some, uh, you know, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer sunglasses? He'd be like, yeah, man. And then <laughs> this is a bunch of hipsters. Not that being hipster is bad, but I just imagine that it's not that difficult. I read, little, I read some spy novels, so it's imagine it's like, here's a picture of your wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see them tomorrow, if you want to see them tomorrow, you're going to release... You're gonna release these set of devices and and allow them to be reused again. So, yeah, the amount would have to be low enough that it makes reselling the device worthwhile, but high enough that uh, managers willing to lose their job over it. Maybe it's like a stream. Like I'll give you a hundred bucks per device, and I guarantee at least you know fifty devices a week or something. Put them on retainer. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys don't think there's like an up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Swipe once, twice, three times, and then power button, and it resets the phone in factory position. Factory position. I, I think somebody would have would have fuzzed that by now. Yeah, that, that and I'm sure there's a bug bounty for that, like untethered jailbreak. I think it, you can submit a bug bounty to Apple for that. They'll pay big bucks for that. Because yeah. if you can, if you do that, if you release the lock, if you can untether jailbreak it, then you can also get root access to it and install Pegasus. So they're very much interested in closing loops loopholes like that mm. i was talking to the cco of a i guess uh, hospital and he was talking to me about like how like you'd be surprised how much stuff is this stolen right off the dock at this particular place and one of the things that they had done was to, to combat it was some type of you know software that phones back home to let them know like that this device has been stolen and that you can remotely wipe it and he'd be like, man, it'd be like, it'd be like two, three weeks later, out of nowhere, boom, shows up in Russia or shows up in China. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, boom, kill the signal, wipe the thing, go on. Wipe it. And then what? Then they can it's, reuse it's lot, it yeah, or, they, or is it a dead or is it dead to dead to the, the new owner as well? Uh, no, right. it's just, it's just cleaning out the, the it's yeah, just it's lost. Just, yeah, writing it off. Yep. Yeah. A little Windows PC. So it's interesting with the Apple devices. The Apple has the T2 security chip in it. And I've watched like videos online of just people raiding an Apple store and just stealing all the display devices. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think they realize it, that those are supervised devices. And as soon as this report is stolen, it becomes a brick because there's no way to bypass the hardware T2 security chip on an Apple device. Well, I think we talked about this before, though, right? It, it's used for, could potentially used for parts, right? Screens, memory, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But 
when you think of like a MacBook Pro, everything's soldered onto the logic board now. So you have to get someone really sophisticated that can unsolder it. And even, I don't even know if that would work. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you get the, the battery, the display, and the case, and that's it. Like the real money's in the logic board. So even if you steal it, you'll get 50, well, I guess 50 bucks to somebody that's a drug addict might be worthwhile for them to take that risk. But you're not getting like two grand for, for the next a day. working MacBook. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same thing with stolen iPhones. Like you have these street level thugs that steal the phones and they pass them on to people more technically savvy and then they try to fish the original owners. So similar scam. Uh, they can find the owner's original information, then they can fish their iCloud account, unlock the device, and then resell it. Otherwise, it's just good for parts. It's a screen, it's a battery, it's a case, and that's it. All right, for our third topic, we are on episode 86 of the PevCAC podcast. Brian and Glenn, what are my two favorite types of news stories? Puppies and alcohol. I'm confident this time, Chris. <laughs> bunnies. Bunnies. Bunnies, yes, that's for sure. it. Bunnies for sure. All right, so you hit on a couple of my favorite things, but my two favorite news types of news stories, Hacking the Hacker and Stupid Criminals. <sighs> that's right. So this one falls in the stupid criminal category. The accused author of the raccoon stealer malware was caught in the Netherlands. A report from our good friend Brian Krebs, also a listener of the show, documents the journey of this guy that he took to get out of Ukraine. So raccoon stealer is a piece of malware that can be rented to steal credentials, banking information, files, and the like. It's a bad piece of malware, and millions of compromised accounts were found on the command and control servers of Raccoon Stealer. A 26-year-old Ukrainian national named Mark Solovisky fled Ukraine after the Russian invasion in his Porsche, bought with money from his InfoSeal operation. He bribed a border guard to allow him to exit the country since military-aged males were not allowed to leave and were supposed to stay and fight. He went from Ukraine to Poland to Germany, and eventually ended up in the Netherlands. And do you know how the authorities eventually caught up with him? Craigslist misconnection ad? Am I right? Huh? Very close. Okay. He missed the office in Ukraine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> His girlfriend, who was traveling with him on this journey, documented every step along the way on Instagram. Face meet Paul. Not the best opsec there, buddy. Should have left the girl at home. <laughs> he left his whole family at home, so yeah, he, he could have. <laughs> so the the TLDR of this, if you're an internationally wanted cyber criminal avoiding a mandatory draft and illegally immigrating into a NATO country, do not document everything on social media. See, right now, someone in China is like, see, I told you guys Instagram was a nation-state spyware device. Whole time. No one ever listens to me. <laughs> That's why it's banned in China. Exactly. TikTok, TikTok banned in China as well? No, no. it's... it's uh, Considering it's a Chinese company, no, it's not. Yeah. But what, what you see on TikTok in China is different, though. It's celebrating academic achievements and sports stuff and encouraging them to, to be decent, amazing human beings and push the envelope instead of stupid videos of people eating dog food and blowing stuff up mm. yeah i i think i remember when you, the u.s was trying to force a sale of tiktok i 
think TikTok is bifurcated into two apps. There's TikTok, which is the rest of the world, and then there's an exact copy of that app in China that's only available in China. I don't recall the name of it, but it is two different apps, but they have you know billions of users around、it's、the musically world. Musically and ByteDance, I, I、yeah. think, or ByteDance is the the parent company. Company. Oh, and also on that, so one of the things that we should take a little page out of China's book is that at I forget. What time at night? Like maybe eight o'clock at night. TikTok is just turned off for the the Chinese viewing public, so you just can't even use it for mental health awareness. So we should be doing the same thing with our kids. Yeah, no TikTok and no online gaming. They heavily restrict online gaming and social media use. Anyways, we're talking about this dude that got in trouble because his girlfriend's stupid. <laughs> Very poor opsec. Very poor opsec. Oh well. Hopefully it was worth it. If you know what I mean. But this is the premise, though, right? I mean, if you think about it, the 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 premise is that there's a whole bunch of these、uh, hackers or or whatnot living in the Ukraine, and now that everything is going down in Ukraine, you know, I, I don't know if people have shifted their mind on the fact that a lot of this this crypto stuff was happening in 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 that country before the war started, right? And They're asking for help now. I don't know where I'm going with this, guys, but yeah. No, neither do we, Glenn. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were a number of operations in Ukraine. I think they've gotten a little bit quiet, or they focused their attention on Russia. And similar, there's been operations inside Russia that got hit really, really hard by the sanctions. Like some, some groups like Evil Corp are already sanctioned, but like any operation in Russia now, now they're completely sanctioned. You can't pay them. I think they're. Efforts are now focused on the the war in Ukraine. Now, I think we we didn't see like a gigantic drop, but maybe a small drop in ransomware activity after the invasion. But nothing like what people thought would be. This is the end of ransomware as we know it because they're too focused on this war. All right, for our last topic, it'll be a rotating topic every week. This week, in honor of Election Day, we're going to talk about what person do you think could easily. Become the president of the United States if they decided to run for it. So I'm not thinking of partisan politics here, but an all-around good person that the entire country could get behind. I'm thinking of Jim Senegal, the founder of Costco, who once told an executive at the company that he will quote effing kill him if he raises the price of the hot dog and soda over a dollar fifty. He was a really of the people CEO. He capped his salary at five hundred thousand dollars. He capped product margins at twelve percent for third party and thirteen percent for private label. Just an all-around good guy. Wait a second, he's not that great. I thought Costco makes all their money from the memberships. You tell me they're making margins off of the products they sell? The, yeah, they、Minimal、make the、margins. bulk、yeah. of their money off memberships.、Yeah. Dude, you hear about grocery stores like razor-thin margins, so you can't tell me that. Kroger is getting twelve percent margin on third-party stuff. Can you? I think it varies. I think it varies for for the lost leaders. So like that ninety-nine cent a pound turkey or milk or eggs. Maybe they're razor thin, but they probably make a lot of that back up in in other areas. Like maybe the sandwich shop, the pro. Guys, membership is like a membership is like a hundred ten dollars a year now. You should probably validate how many members they have. They they probably do fine with just membership alone and just keep everything flat. Yeah, yeah, that's how they can get away with the 
within smaller margins. So the smaller margin enc- encourages people to become members, and then the members is what drives their profits. Hold the f- hold the press. El Cheapo over here has the executive membership, not the uh, the gold star. Gold star is only <laughs> sixty bucks, and the executive <laughs> one's a buck twenty. So look at Glenn divulging well, PII. It, it makes sense when you do the bulk of your purchasing. I mean, you make your money back on that that extra sixty five dollars. Yeah, I think it's, I think you do. It's a math problem at that yeah. point. Yeah, there's a break even point if you spend at least X amount, the rebates you get back exceed the additional cost to get that membership. When you buy as much toilet paper and paper towel as I do, then you'll make your money back every year. Teach. Hey, Chris, I don't know who would be worthwhile. I mean, you just I, I just Elon. No, I, I said Elon, right? But yeah. Elon would never be voted into office at this point, right? I mean, it's it's uh, a yeah, have to be an American polarizing. citizen. Yeah, he's too yeah. polarizing. Well, actually, polarizing is what gets voted into office right now, right? So it is. But the premise of this question is who could easily, easily get? So yeah. I'm talking bipartisan support. Yeah, I I don't know. There's not there's not a person out there right now that I think is trustworthy. So maybe AOC, but I don't know. I think Teach about the Rock. The Rock about the Rock. Yeah, The Rock would probably all around good guy, but Teach doesn't like The Rock anymore either. Yeah. Did you really say AOC? You think <laughs> she could do it? Oh, I'm I was like, oh my you. gosh, you said it was straight. <laughs> I'm trying to get a ride out of you. <laughs> I, like, I thought she was a little bit polarizing, but I was wrong. So maybe Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. No, no, not socializing or socialism. I don't know. I don't, yeah, again, too polarizing. Uh, I guess I'm with uh, Chris on this one. This dude seems pretty good, and I didn't. I would never would have thought of him. Mine was, I, and I missed the whole part. Like, who do you think could easily become president? I thought it was more of like, who would you want to have your president? And that's like a no brainer. I want Danny McBride. I'm sorry. I want Danny McBride, but specifically the character from Eastbound and Down, Kenny Powers. That's that's a no brainer <laughs> for me. Kenny Powers. Like, watch how he won. He runs K Swiss. And you'll be on board. Did you guys ever see that video? No. Nope. Uh, All these obscure references, Brian, that that I have to end up linking through in the show notes. Oh, my gosh. It's it's, it's Kenny Powers, MF CEO. And I'll let you guys figure out the MF part. All right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I think a runner-up would be Igor from Darknet Diaries and the Bad Bets podcast, although... I don't think he's American-born, so he can't legally be president without passing an amendment. Definitely can't. Who else? I just, there's not a lot of people right now that, I think, I don't think there's a lot of people that I could put put money on, on an easy. Like, would you want an ex-spy to be a president? Like Vladimir Putin, he used to work for the KGB. Would you want an ex-spook to be president? He's already president. <laughs> For the U.S. <laughs> so George Herbert Walker Bush used to run the CIA. I don't know if he was actually a spook, though. Hmm. By the way, like that, you're treading on thin ice with that one. I grew up in a rural community, community, and spook was meant something completely different. Okay, well, spook means a former member of the intelligence community, maybe even the clandestine services. How about that? Are you sure? Is that what Urban Dictionary would tell me? Is that what Google would tell <laughs> Probably me? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know where you get your definition of spook from, Brian, but that's what I understand. So It's the second one. First one is a ghost. 
Okay. All right. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else that would like. Yeah, I was even thinking like even celebrities like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, he was the I think he was the last Republican governor we've had here in California. Thinking of even celebrities like that, I think most of them have already picked a side, so that it would be the case that they get fifty percent or maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. But yeah, I'm trying to think of something like a Ronald Reagan movement where 48 or 49 out of the 50 states would at least would yeah. vote for this person. But, but now we're talking about popularity of of what act what actors and actresses and whatnot, right? I, I don't I don't like that. I, I, I think we, what we think of actors and actresses are something totally different about what they really represent. Right. Yeah. You know, like Jesse the Body Ventura. Ventura. Yeah. I think I think I Glenn's on the same with the Rock. I think he would actually pull that one off. I think he's got enough popularity around him. Yeah, popularity, charisma. He is. He would have good, you know, foreign relations on on the world stage, and a little bit intimidating too. Like when he meets uh, another head of state. You yeah, know, they would Challenge him to an arm wrestling match or something. <laughs> that would Pretty be awesome. Paw. Yeah, like The Rock is someone you can imagine, like you know, picking up an M4, flying to Russia, and taking out Vladimir Putin personally. Like he, he seems like at least on screen, he seems like that type of guy. Yeah, is it just because he stars in Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw? <laughs> He's Hobbs. <laughs> He's Hobbs. <laughs> so I can tell you that the number one guy that wouldn't make it in there on would be Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> 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 Although he would kind of fit the bill of a president, if we didn't know. I'll, I'll flip the question. He would never be president. <laughs> Chris Brown's not going to be president. That's for sure. Uh, see, I, how about Kanye? <laughs> yeah, Kanye's in trouble right now. The, the Chris Brown thing always confuses me because he is a reprehensible human being for what he did, and of all the people that are cheering for him and his fans, they do not stand for. The crimes he committed it that one really confused me of why he's still so popular and he hasn't been like blacklisted hey i, I, I want to go back for elon I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna cast this out there right imagine what elon did with twitter like removing and laying off a whole bunch of people because all the layers of of you know of not needed people imagine if he did that to the government and could just clean things off the plate that would be cool i'd love that you mean like something like drain the swamp swamp yeah yeah but i don't think that's a reality drain the swamp is you know you know what we need is we need to have these what do they call them um, um where, where they're in office for so many years um the term limits term limits, yeah. term limits. yeah not only term yeah. limits but lifetime members of of politics right like career career politicians is what i'm looking for you got to stop that yeah i wonder is that you think that's something that everyone can align on term limits i feel like we we all have to it doesn't matter like what side of the you know the fence you're on i think that's something i think we could all agree on but i think uh, to get that done it would be going voting against their own best interest right yeah 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 i i agree there needs to be some consistency okay so let's make it five you know five senate seats and that's a total of 30 years or even 20 years just call it done after that right i mean Let's let's be clear here. We we don't want we need new blood inside there. That that I could vote for. Definitely would vote yeah, for. Yeah, you can get behind that. But what politician is going to raise that as their platform? <laughs> we want term limits. That's a job vote security. Yeah, vote me in so that way security. I can put term yeah. limits in. Yeah. 
That would take like the the entire house to approve that, right? I think just a majority. I don't know if that's set by the constitution or it might be. If it's constitution, they need two thirds. I think it is in the constitution. That would require an amendment, which is two thirds. With term limits, well, they did term limits for presidencies in forty something, maybe. Yeah, and I think that was a constitutional amendment. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll need two thirds, at least, I'm plus two thirds of the states. I'm for it. I think the states would agree. Let's push this. Let's make, let's make this our platform going forward, guys. You heard it here first. Glenn Medina for president. No, <laughs> I can't because I'm not. I'm <laughs> gentleman, so. Never will become president. Governor, oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Learn something new every day on the PepCac podcast. That's right. Bad for OPSEC. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to put that out there, but yeah. <laughs> I could bleep it out in post. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, we continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. This week, our <laughs> Glenn is up. <laughs> Thanks. going to edit it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Boy, I, I think uh, that's funny. All right, so I saw this the other day, and I, I just had to put this out there. What's the difference between a crocodile and an alligator? I, I know this one. Go for it. Yeah, one you'll see it. in a while, and the other you'll see later. Wah, wah, wah. I like I like that. That's one. I liked one, it though. so much. I had to say it. That too, is so. Yeah. All right. To wrap things up. People cheat at cornhole. Cisco disabled every Meraki device access point in Russia. Don't get fished if your Apple device was stolen. The author of the raccoon stealer malware was caught because his girlfriend couldn't stop posting selfies and vote Jim Singal for president. That's all I have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who rate us five stars in the iTunes store and Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the PepCac podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. For our co-host Brian Deach and Glenn Medina, I'm Chris Lloyd. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next weekend. As always, have a nice day. Go out, We're the bodies, everybody. Garth. <laughs>